So gold has all these problems. And when I found out about Bitcoin, that, well, now this changes everything because Bitcoin um, doesn't have the gold problems. That's dope. This episode is sponsored by Bullish and Arculus. Stay tuned for more information on both of these incredible companies later in the episode. There are a few events in your life that leave a lasting impact, and sometimes they can be only 10 minutes long. In this case, it was a conversation with Ricardo Salinas, one of Mexico's richest men who has 60% of his assets in Bitcoin. We sat down and talked about why he's such a believer, why everybody should have their assets in Bitcoin, the problems with the system, and he was extremely frank and aggressive about politicians. This is a conversation that you absolutely cannot miss. What an honor to sit down with such a legend. Where'd you get the shoes? Uh-huh. <laughs> I saw them advertising. They had my chief of staff go and get them for me. I think... Uh, you got in through the internet somehow, but they're quite cool, Ma aren't they? Mayor Suarez is wearing yeah. the same ones. Did you say Max one? Kaiser's going to get you some orange ones? Yeah, well, the orange ones. But I have to say, these black ones are called Atoms, and they're so comfortable. They're so soft. You can just sort of like go in pajamas. They're really good shoes. <laughs> I, I hope you're not mad when I copy you and get the same no, pair. No, no, no. I think they're out of stock or something. But uh, Max told me that he was going to make some orange ones. So I don't know. I'm looking forward to that. So everyone talks to you about Bitcoin, but I want to know what you do for fun. I play golf. Is that really what you <laughs> yeah. do? That's a, that's my distraction, my friend. So you know, you know when I when if I'm always on, you know, working, thinking, and the way to get distracted is to play golf in bed with my buddies. It's exactly the same thing that I do. Even though I only started again recently, and you said we were talking before off camera. You said, "When do you have time to listen to podcasts?" Yeah. I'll actually put one on when I'm trying to play golf and I kind of get in the flow <laughs> no, state. No, but that's that a bad do. idea. When you're playing golf, you want to do this. Uh, Kind of is it like a, a flow state? Yeah, Think that, of something else. For, for me, music is a, works for my flow state. Yeah. I, and I also oh, like to walk. Oh, music, yeah. Yeah, and I also like to walk. Yeah, yeah <laughs> it, it really works well for me. So we do have to talk about Bitcoin, uh, <laughs> of course. So, so interestingly to me, obviously, Bitcoin was created as peer-to-peer -peer cash. Mm -hmm. It was for the people. And then eventually, institutions, billionaires, started mm -hmm. talking about Bitcoin and started buying it. But you still are of the opinion that it's for everyone. Oh, well, absolutely, absolutely. It's, it's a fantastic um, system, you know, think of it. Um, this is the, the, I mean, everything's been said, but I'm just going to repeat. You can transfer it electronically across the world at low cost. It's unseizable. It's not 100% private. I think that's the one thing that could improve on Bitcoin, is to make it 100% private. That's the one thing I have, uh, I don't like. But other than that, I mean, it's just an amazing uh, storage a value and transfer of value. So it's wonderful. But if it was 100% private, mm. we'd have a lot more problem with the governments. Well, that's it. You know, the goddamn government is always uh, breathing down your neck. And these are the people who bought, brought fiat fraud to all of us. So let's not forget that they're the ones responsible for the pulverization of purchasing power of money across time. And they have no moral ground to tell us what to do or not. Glass half empty, <laughs> obviously, and I agree. Is there a glass half full scenario where that's just the system that they were fed and they don't know better and they're just perpetuating it? I think you're being too good to these guys. I think they're actually evil 
deep down inside. These people know exactly what the debasement of money means and what it causes, and they use it to their benefit. You know, and it's not fun when an old pensioner it, it doesn't have enough money to pay for food or health care because these fraudsters took away their savings purchasing power. And it's not fun when somebody gets uh, on the street and is homeless because he didn't have the wherewithal to buy assets like a house, a car, or stocks. And all he had was his salary. He stopped making a salary. Now he's uh, in trouble. So it's, it's really uh, highly immoral this debasement of money that the fiat fraudsters do. It is. But for your average person who you're talking about who's living paycheck to paycheck, can't afford savings, can't afford anything. That's we really still... bad news for these people because unless they're very young and they can, they can aspire to, to a long uh, period of, of earnings where their salary can get increased over time. Which well, doesn't exist in a fiat know, system. So right? You're never going to outpace the inflation even you if you're go. getting a raise. So, but, but, but these guys, they know what they're doing. They know that God, the way to get rid of all this debt is not paying the debt. They, don't, they know they don't have enough money to pay the debt. They don't have to. So they're going <laughs> to liquidate. It's called the liqui liquefaction. And, and the IMF knows it, and they have a paper on that. How to get rid of debt when it's too much. You liquefy it through inflation. So instead of paying 100, you pay 2% less each year. And after a few years, you're down to nothing. But instead of 2%, now if it's 10%, then it really makes a big difference. That's when the people start to notice. Yeah. We all believe and know that cryptocurrencies are the future, but it's still very scary to be your own bank and have to secure your assets. Most of the traditional hardware wallets are hard to use. They're clunky and people lose their private keys. It's not really that efficient. And that's where the Arculus key card comes in. I absolutely love this thing. I've transitioned largely to using it for most of my assets. It's literally just a card that you tap right on your mobile device. You can send, receive, swap, buy, and sell crypto with that simple action. It's literally amazing. There's no cords. There's no charging. There's no Bluetooth. The only person that has access to your crypto is you. You guys have got to try it. And guess what? You can buy it right on Amazon. Go buy your Arculus on Amazon now. Have you ever been trading crypto and during bouts of high volatility had your exchange go completely offline or seen the order books go thin and have absolutely no liquidity for your trade? I know that you have. It's happened to every single crypto trader, but it's not an issue anymore thanks to Bullish. Bullish is a powerful new exchange for digital assets that offers deep liquidity, automated market making, and industry-leading security. Combining the innovations of DeFi with the regulated environment of traditional finance, Bullish empowers users to trade with confidence across variable market conditions while secure in a regulated environment that's backed by multi-billion dollar liquidity contributions from the Bullish treasury. Follow at Bullish on Twitter or visit bullish.com slash Melker to learn more. Well, you talk about the IMF. Obviously, they're pushing back against El Salvador. No surprise there. How about that? Huh? <laughs> no, but the worst thing is these congressmen in the U.S. making these uh, bills, forcing the U.S. to investigate the potential consequences on the, on the U.S. financial system of El Salvador's Bitcoin adoption. I mean, what it, is this? That, that blew my mind. It was the wow. most nonsensical headline I've seen in a long time, and that's saying a lot in the United States. Yeah, I know. It's terrible. But what does that have to do with the United States? How can El Salvador's Bitcoinization possibly be a threat <laughs> to the United States? So much that 
our legislators have to talk about that instead of the myriad problems that we actually have in our country. Yeah. Well, you know, it's a whole system. And it's not just, I mean, I put some pictures there of, of the central bankers, but it's a whole religion and, and there's lots of people involved in making and consuming this fraud. You know? So a lot of people find Bitcoin and that leads them to the story that you're talking about, mm. about fiat. Did yeah. you find Bitcoin first or was Bitcoin the solution to a problem that you were already tracking for a long time? No, no, no. I was tracking this problem for a long while because, as you know, I'm Mexican. So my grandfather saw his savings evaporate with the Mexican Revolution. My father saw his company where he worked for 30 years go broke into Chapter 11 because of the devaluation and fiat debasement. And it was my job to take the company out of that and turn it into a, what it is today, a rather large empire. We employ 120,000 people. We operate in five countries. And um, it's a good company. But that has been done after rising from the ashes of a macro devaluation. So in my family, both my father and my grandfather, we have always been gold bugs. And we thought that the solution to fiat was gold. It was. And we were sort of betting on that all the time. And it did help for some, uh, in some moments it helped a lot. But here's the deal. Gold is very easy manipulated by the, by the fiat religion uh, <laughs> priests, you know. It's easy to manipulate gold. Just think, the gold price is fixed in London. I mean, Christ's sake. And look what happened with the London Metal Exchange with nickel the other month. I mean, the whole thing is a fraud across the board. So gold has all these problems. And when I found out about Bitcoin, that, well, now this changes everything because Bitcoin um, doesn't have the gold problems. It, you don't have to carry it around. You don't have to store it around. And most important, it's very hard to not say impossible to manipulate the price because there's so many places where you can trade it 24 hours a day all over the world. Not like gold, right? Yeah, I like to say that Bitcoin is the last free market. It is. It's amazing. You know, when you see it tick 24-7 in any country in the world, it's just really amazing. So shouldn't everything be held to that standard now? Shouldn't all stocks be traded 24-7? I mean, about it, yeah. th the funny thing is that Bitcoin will go down on a Saturday at 7 yeah. p.m. because people can't sell anything else. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, that's why, though I'm a big fan of Bitcoin, I say no shit coins and, and don't talk about crypto, talk about Bitcoin. I do think that the blockchain has this enormous potential, the blockchain technology. So if, if you could have some tokens of Apple stock or uh, Electra stock or whatever stock, and then you can trade the tokens across the world, that would be great for the financial markets, no? I think that cryptocurrency is the most damaging terminology yeah. for the sector at this point, yeah. because most of them are not currencies. I no, and that is a bad thing. You know, when you say money or when you say currency or when you say coin, uh, you're, you're messing around with definitions and it, and it creates a lot of confusion. You know, what is a currency? What is an asset? Anything can be an asset. I mean, the, this pot of plant can be an asset. You can sell it for $1 or whatever. The sofa is an asset. The camera is an asset. Problem is, <laughs> okay. That means I have to shut up now. <laughs> <laughs> Aggressive way to tell us to stop, guys. So assets, assets are, are, are anything that you can trade. The thing is, some assets are really easy to trade for something else. And that's when gold and silver comes in. Then what is a currency? A 
currency is an asset because you can trade it, but it's issued by the government, sanctioned by the government, and it becomes legal tender when you're obligated to accept it, whether you like it or not, to extinguish debt. So that's why talk about currency and coins immediately uh, confuses the situation because it's a it's an asset that's forced upon people by fiat, by decree, which is the name of fiat. You know. Well, I'd love to play golf with you sometime, but I'd <laughs> but I would hate to slow you down. <laughs> Thank you so much. It's All an right. Honor. Good luck, my friend, and good luck to your listeners out there. Guys, buy Bitcoin. Yeah. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. If you haven't already left a rating or a review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, please do that now. Spotify just added ratings, so please go ahead and click that five star. I'll see you guys next time.